You are listening to Dwarfcasts, brought to you by Ganymede and Titan. Hi, welcome to Red Dwarf Series 1. I'm Craig Charles. Only I'm not. And I'm Chloe Annette. And I actually really am Chloe Annette. Yes, uh, um, Ganymede and Titan are very privileged to have uh, got Chloe Annette to do these commentaries. Uh, she's fallen on very hard times. Uh, we couldn't afford to pay her to do a Series 7 or 8 commentary uh, <laughs> in which she actually appears. So we've got her for Series 1 instead. Uh, except we haven't. <laughs> Although Kachansky is in this episode. This is Balance of Power. She's really, really rubbish in this episode. Isn't she? she is a bit. Claire Grogan, I still agree with those who say that Claire Grogan's the better Kachansky, but not here, and not in Sirens either, come to that. No, she's... Um, yeah. I don't know, she's, she probably looks more like Kachansky, but she, she's not as attractive. And no. I think if you take Chloe Annette's performance in Series 8, Chloe Annette's probably just got the edge on. Yeah. On uh, CP. Anyway, Balance of Power by Robin Doug there. Uh, I'm Seb Patrick, by the way, in case you hadn't tweaked that. And I'm Chloe Annette. <laughs> yes. Don't know why Seb said I wasn't. Yeah. It's having a baby, it's played hell with my hormones. Yeah. Okay, and obviously, as you can tell from the accent, um, that that's actually Jonathan Capps. The twat. <laughs> <laughs> I love these recaps, they're excellent. It basically means that you can show a newbie any single episode from one to two. Yeah. And it'll pretty much make sense. Yeah, although they make more sense with one. I mean, two kind of skims over quite quickly. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, just a, it's just a nice thing. It's, in a way, it makes sense in hindsight not to have had them in series three. But when you see that the, it was the original plan and they even recorded yeah. Hattie's thing, it would have been a nice thing to continue, but it, it was very much a series reboot, so... Mm. I wonder, actually, we, just as soon as I've seen Rimmer, they're saying 4,691 irradiated haggis. Uh, we've got the subtitles on here so that we can remember what they're saying. And I just wonder if the subtitles is going to get Lister's flub or if it's going to do it as it was presumably scripted. It probably has its own error, actually, yeah. <laughs> knowing the reliability of... No, no, it does, 4,981. Yeah, 4, I think it's probably deliberate in the script. Mm, oh, well, it I makes sense we, yeah. in the context of the episode that he would get it wrong because he doesn't care. How I know, but it, 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 I don't know. It really strikes me as a Craig Charles flub that one. Well, I couldn't be bothered to remember the number. This this scene actually features one of, uh, one of my favourite lines <coughs> of the series when um, well we, Chris Barry's going. I'll just stand over here and laugh slobbly, shall I? <laughs> it's just very very good. Just sums up the character as he yeah. was in series one. Probably my favourite incarnation of the character. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the idea was, and just go, just leaping over to series eight again. <laughs> the idea in series eight was he was the same man. And yeah. He, he, so far removed. Yeah, from he's character. really not. He's yeah. um, he's not uptight in the slightest, really, in series eight. No, he's too much of a. He's goofy, like all yeah. they're all goofy. Homogenized puddings. <laughs> God, he really is a git, isn't he? <laughs> he is. <laughs> but hide, 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 hide. delight in the fact that he was brilliant at hiding. But also, hide and seek doesn't involve hiding other things. So well, it does involve hiding. 
Well, I mean, if yeah. he can hide himself, he can probably hide, mm. um, you know, big boxes of crack. I mean, yeah. cigarettes. <laughs> yes. Um, this is one of those. Um, I know um, <laughs> that that match could actually made him look like he just drove the car yeah. around the corner and then got out. I know it's it's something that I think Craig Charles mentions on at least some of the commentaries. I think most notably with Marooned, and also it's mentioned in the scenes from the Dwarf book about how either episodes or bits of Red Dwarf that would work as plays. Uh, and I think yeah. this episode is is up there. I mean, there's there's a few bit. I mean, there's a flashback, and flashbacks are difficult to do, but not impossible. You you, you can you can edit the way it works. Really, you can. Uh, you know, it's it's doable. Well, you, when you do a, well, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm but um, but the point is, is that this this episode heavily revolves around character and dialogue. Um, for me, it really, really um, is is. I mean, I know it was meant to be the second episode and turned out to be the third, uh, but it, it really advances uh, the characters. Um, not doesn't do quite so much, I suppose, with the relationship between the characters because they are, you know, at the end of it, pretty much in the same. In, in terms of the way they see each other, well, I was going to say it doesn't, de- it doesn't develop anything because no, it, but it, it's well, clearly it's yeah, it's, to develop. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's it's an episode designed to yeah. solidify what you know what they're trying to get exactly. across. Exactly, it, it, it establishes and it establishes very well. This is a brilliant delivery from Craig. <laughs> <laughs> but he's brilliant throughout the whole of series one. Yeah, to be honest, and anyone who thinks otherwise. I think is actually wrong <laughs> because he is he's really really good at portraying yeah. what the character you know what the character is mm. and you don't need top acting skills for that and he, and he really does get the feel across really well yeah when when they talk about early dwarf as porridge in space and it's quite a lazy thing to do but if you just look at it in terms of putting these two characters in, yeah. in, in an environment and two sort of quite different characters I think it's encapsulated by by this episode well, I was, yeah, was going to say I mean, the, the comparison between dwarf and porridge stops in the fact that it's got two main characters that don't like each other very much yeah. and, and that is where the comparison abruptly holds <laughs> indeed uh, but yeah this is that's the EastEnders crew <laughs> yeah the EastEnders posse uh, scene which of course they considered it a priority when doing the remastered to put more music in this scene yeah, just and then used it as a scene to show off how improved the remastered yeah absolutely was. I mean when I first saw the scene I actually thought do you know what I wish there was more music to drown out this funny dialogue I know it's just I mean it's, it's a terrible, uncanny. terrible scene just without, without, oh, without yeah, any music it's awful it. and the first time I saw this scene I thought you know when when Rimmer throws the handbag they really need to have a sound effect of it hitting Definitely. someone because yeah I mean, that, that makes it much much funnier it is funny I mean you can't throw things and expect them to be funny oh, unless exactly, they hit yeah. people even a know. hologram would crash into something if Absolutely. you ran, if you ran I'd through crash the into pots and pans well, yeah, definitely. because there's pots and pans lying around all over right? oh yeah Dwarf. and to me that is why the remastered was so brilliant it's yeah, because it, it really picked up on those little details and you the original like just yeah, didn't do I mean, very well th- this episode there's some rubbish dialogue about a black card and oh like, god why, yeah. why do you need you don't need that oh, at all. I was cheering I'd when much I found rather that have a that. load of establishing shots in space yeah definitely and the CG as well because you know yeah. we don't want wobbly models no. and styrofoam planets and and you know what not we want we want slick CG with, with identical sort of rare nebulae everywhere and have we rung this one dry enough yet? <laughs> I'm serious. I'm serious. I am Chloe Annette and yeah. I, I really like Remastered. Anyway, as I say, I particularly love this scene when Rimmer comes up in this scene. Although, it's one of those, it's, uh, it, it's actually better in the book because they expand it in the book. All I love everything pre-accident yeah. on, in the book. Oh yeah, it's, it's fantastic. And it's what, what fills me with a lot of hope for the film. Because mm. I'm pretty sure it has been confirmed somewhere or other that, that the film will deal well not a lot but you know more pre-accident 
yeah. um, than the series did, sort of proportionally. So, Teehee Hoddle Ha. Sorry, it just reminded me of that line. He doesn't say it, but it reminds me. <laughs> that is, there is no way that he's supposed to be saying Goat Vindaloo there, yeah. surely. Well, anyway, we, we can't spend too long commentating on the subtitles. But They're illegal. They're illegal. Crazy. Brilliant stuff from, uh, from Mark Williams there. <laughs> well, Mark, Mark Harry Williams Potter Williams. Ah, I tend to ignore that. I saw him once in it and it was pretty boring. <laughs> really? The most exaggerated drunk actor. Also, it's not Lebansky. It's I've been to Belansky. <laughs> good old, uh, good old subtitles. Uh, it's almost as if they're deaf themselves. <laughs> Alone. Is it? I think the pause is too long. Yeah, there. it's way too long. Yeah. It's almost as if that, yeah. I need dramatic, dramatic <laughs> tension. He thinks. Yeah. Even though I'm by myself and. Which somehow frames up. Well, because the the, the idea is there's just no tobacco in it at yeah. all. Because he removed all the flaky bits, i.e. the tobacco bits. Mm. <laughs> there we go. You see, look at that. <laughs> this trolley of props sums up <laughs> the, <laughs> it's the, just the prop a load situation. Of boxes. boxes. <laughs> oh, to be fair, they're silver. Yeah. Yeah. Now this scene when when Rimmer turns up, it, it it feels at one point it feels really stilted and really sort of weird. Really, oh, no, I think this is brilliant. There's just one part that it feels stilted. I mean, it's not awful. It's yeah. just it, it's always stuck out for me. I don't know. I mean, this is, because it's the, the the whole the uh, the classic hammer looking now, you know. Yeah. Which, which oh is, yeah. This is, is terrific. But it's, you know the the idea in in the in the first series of, of Danny being used quite sparingly. Uh, <laughs> that's just, there's no reason for it whatsoever. It's absolutely brilliant. I mean, well, when it comes um, to insults, the the comedy police oh, are really. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this episode has so many quoted lines. Actually, it does. Despite that, I'd say it's not the most well remembered for some. Well, it's highly regarded. There's a lot reason. of people that don't like this episode. <coughs> Which fact, is bollocks. Yeah. They're wrong. If right, if you're listening to this <laughs> and you don't like this episode, well, if you don't like this episode, you won't have listened to ten minutes worth of commentary. But if you don't like this episode, you can just fuck right <laughs> off. Okay, you know, seriously. Absolutely, we're channeling the spirit of John and Ian. Go and watch my hero. <laughs> Yeah, that's don't. that's got a brilliant bit with with a baby with their CG mouth. I really, really I don't like understand why Red Dwarf never did that. Uh, yeah, they should have done. They, it. Lister and Kachansky could have had some kind of super baby. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. you know, I it would have been understand. perfect. It would have been perfect for the tone of the show. Rasta Billy's gang there, later to be reused in uh, series two. Is this actually this? I can't four. tell. I can't know if this is the same bit of music or if they did use different ones. I don't know. I I've no, don't remember them playing the track from. It. I know that he's mentioned in series four in Dimension yeah. Europe, isn't he? In that weird outdoor scene. Uh, we're, I think the plan is that you're definitely going to hear these commentaries in the order we record them. This is why we're ref- referencing back to. Yeah. But if it turns out, <laughs> yes. <laughs> <but almost ahead. laughs> This is a daft gag. It's a great gag. It's a daft gag. It's daft, but it's it's brilliant. It's a mirror. It's just Rob and Doug. Just every now and then, you just think, look, they just can't help but just have a good old-fashioned gag. Yeah. I mean, that's that's their bread and butter. Oh yeah, one of my favourite favourite lines here. Uh, Snooty. 
<laughs> it's the uh, rimmer to rhyme with. Yeah. Is, is, uh, <laughs> of course, Claire Grogan's dodgy voice. Dead. <laughs> and this is this is why series one Rimmer is just is my favourite is because he's yeah. relentlessly a bastard and yeah. Craig uh, Chris Barry plays the best bastards you're going to get it's just it's as if he's got the biggest stick right up his arse yeah. <laughs> he's a locomotive <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's of the no it's a chicken school isn't it? season 29 of um, Zero G football there numbering seasons it's yeah. a bit strange well the Super Bowl in America I mean Zero G football is meant to be like America but the Super Bowl is it's That's Super event. Bowl 1990 yeah. whatever it's Super Bowl 26 it, 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 yeah numbers yeah. it doesn't it but I mean it, it could mean 2000 and could mean 2000 21,029 he's just yeah. got a vintage poster or something yeah see this, this <laughs> thing just is funny it's all no it, it's awful it, it makes me cringe I think I think why, why I, I want to see a CG pencil with with a little turret on top about Definitely. now yeah yeah <laughs> Sorry, that wasn't funny. No, I, I was I was actually <laughs> laughing at the thought of a CG because you know, it, it's that funnier that than this <laughs> With air hologram, song with that. So much for for scouts relations in the media. The bog rolls. Yeah, to be honest, they the, the laid off the thieving scouts thing until ooh, series four. Did with it? the hotel stuff oh, he went scrumping for cars, oh, scrumping for and, cars and, and, and stealing the whole room yeah, yeah they, which is quite a lot of self-restraint actually given that they're manx yeah, yeah. I was going to say <laughs> but they did go to university in Liverpool and they did know the place they, they were pretty horrified at the thought of um, Craig Charles True. playing their, their character their but, 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 but once he did they were able to actually use their knowledge of the place so right, things enough, happen yeah. for it yeah I love the fact this episode doesn't really have much of a plot to it either. It's just it's just a long stream of kind of just I mean, antag- yeah. antagonism between the characters. It's but that's the point. It's, yeah. And it, it sets up their both their stations in life. You know. Well, yeah. I mean, Rimmer's kind of well. I was going to say his reaction when he finds out what this is doing isn't to go and try and become an officer himself. Although he does very briefly attempt to do it. <laughs> uh, but you know, you, you just realise that he hasn't got it in him at all. Yeah. I mean. It's difficult to, to view this episode in the context of it's the third episode you've ever seen of the show. Yeah. But when you think about it, it, it really is the most amazing introduction to the characters, and it really is such a, a it's it, it really smacks of experienced writers. The way mm. the way they crafted series one, it really does introduce the characters brilliantly and it really arcs, does build them up. It? Yeah. yeah, it does arc. It, it does um, loosely, but definitely it's definitely there. And you know, as has been said, that they only really learned to plot with Red Dwarf, and, it, and they really do. They really did fall on their feet. Yeah, the, it is amazing. Peterson's arm. Peterson's <laughs> arm. <yeah. laughs> that's that's something <laughs> that. Um, just just uh, hearing Holly say back up there, yeah. or refresh the graphics on the back up. They do 
they have managed to stay clear of kind of computer jargon as much as possible, so it hasn't dated too badly, apart from perhaps the videos in the videos be- in <laughs> the triangle videos to look futuristic. But I mean, other than that, you know, the another really really predictable gag here. You know what's coming. The <laughs> yeah. <he> says. <laughs> but it's just <laughs> joyous. It's just. <laughs> Always making excuses there, aren't Look, he's just has a quick look back. <laughs> that's that's, that's <laughs> nice and subtle, that, yeah. actually. Oh. 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 Yes. The, ins- the inspiration for one of the um, one of the um, movie mock-up posters on the calendar yeah. as well. And he's sat on a, a bench with all the fish cans. There he is. Good old Tony Hawks. Tony Hawks. Hawks. His, uh, on his second appearance. Third episode, second appearance. What was his first? Uh, it was in. It was the uh, vending machine with the lisp in Future Echoes. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> Tony Hawk's course was the um, warm-up guy in the studio, yes, so indeed. easily accessible and probably cheap at the time. Yeah. Big. Uh, I'm a big Tony Hawk's fan. I oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> All the cl- all the classic cat bits, you can add pretty much source back to series one and two, can't you? Yeah, I mean the most remembered definitely back to series one and two. Hmm. My favourite is the um, incompetence and paranoia when he um, Rimmer runs. He's, he's, he does well two slide chicken merengue obviously, and then Rimmer runs in. <laughs> it's when he jumps up and pretends to follow him, I, and not uh, once but twice. Yeah, brilliant. That was just fantastically played. Yeah. And it is a miracle. It's like it's like Father Ted, really. This sort of vagabond group of mm. of anything but actors yeah. <laughs> sort of coming together and really pulling it together to just be fantastic and just naturals. What a great physical actor! Indeed. It <laughs> 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 just. That's all he does. He just floats around and just <laughs> <Yeah>. gets lines. <laughs> oh, what for? What does he need a couple of seconds to tell him to stop it? Oh, I've always interpreted it. This is all Holly. Yeah, this. this is all <laughs> retribution from Holly. Even though just he, he does have a silicon, uh, <laughs> yeah. he does have a belief chip. So it'd be it'd be questionable whether he would actually do this, but he does quig. Let's not forget. No, he does do quig. Yeah, I suppose it's probably burnt out. But in the books, yeah. he ha- the low. Uh, oh, that, that was it. It was established the low his IQ got, that the higher his um, yeah his sort of belief in Silicon Heaven grew. <laughs> is that just a, <laughs> is that just a cut together thing, or is that actually? A, what do you mean? <laughs> what we just saw with old cowboys. I don't know. It's an old, old stock footage, isn't it? Listy, wisty, wisty. See, I, I like th- this episode. Really gives a good um, idea of the size of the ship as well. You think, yeah. oh wow, a cinema, obviously. Yeah. And, yeah. I'll, you know, you, and given an idea about Lister sort of contriving this um, sort of routine, that always going to the cinema on a Sunday. Yeah. And whatnot. Good old the scutters. Real shame, actually, that they couldn't sort of find the um, the VT actually of, yeah. of, of the chef. Because I bet there's Just audio. You can hear what he's saying. Yeah. yeah. And I bet it lasted ages. 
uh, the teaching room with random bits of colour in the background. Yeah. Probably also the um, the exam room. I think it is. Yeah, it's the exam room. Yeah, well, it's, it's known as the teaching room, isn't it? It's where it's where yeah, see, teaching room. But that's also where that is where Rimatex is exactly. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. actually, the actual teaching room is the same location, or is it just? I'm pretty sure it's the same. Oh, location. Right, I, I thought it was. No, I, I always thought it was an, an exam room. It's the same shape, if it's not the. Well, it's exactly the same set. <laughs> mm. I think just to uh, Chris's left is where Todd Hunter sat. I think. Yeah. Rimmer pretending he knows about yeah. all those things so. <laughs> and it's just, it just hadn't occurred to him no. at all I mean to him everyone has his uh, yeah. has his aspirations yeah <laughs> it's quite a nice probably unintentional yeah, from, arc actually from, uh, <laughs> yeah oh dear naughty Friday no, there's well. um, a nice arc really <laughs> of, of, Jesus. <laughs> of Craig. Oh, Rimmer, his locker this morning. <laughs> Lister wanting to become a chef in series one and then uh, reviling uh, the chef Indeed. trade in uh, seven and eight. Yeah, it was a result of the book. Of so here we go. Yeah. So we, this is the only moment we get where Rimmer actually attempts to best Lister, yeah. as and opposed to up. attempting to deviously and under. Look at that padding! Oh yes, it's <laughs> just. Uh, I feel the man's pain. <laughs> well, I think I think we all know what that feels like to eat too much Indeed. Uh, fish. This is great. I mean, the number of times I've almost started essays by doing this. <laughs> out. I, um, actually, uh, in my <laughs> general <laughs> studies A level um, exam, um, yeah. me and my friend Gav. Um, both dared each other to do the, the <laughs> exam preparation from the end yeah. and I got about halfway through before I got self-conscious and didn't <laughs> bother anymore <laughs> that's actually legitimate science as well it's not gobbledygook yeah. and there he is. look at him be typing here Look, even the fucking icing is it's grey. grey. I know that's another cheap gag about it. Not that good. It was supposed to be roast beef. It's not really an appealing-looking cake, is it? No, because it's grey. It, compl- it, it is the most baffling thing ever. I mean, surely with icing, it must yeah, be so difficult to get grey icing. Yeah, it must have been a deliberate thing. Yeah, or it just wasn't icing at all. It was just a bit of cardboard. Mm. Now, it's around about this point that we're supposed to cut to another shot of the spaceship, aren't we? Oh yeah. yeah. Too much dialogue. This is a very rimmerish bit. Of this, <laughs> yeah, quite quite the most blatant well, piece yeah. of um, of manipulation or attempted manipulation. See again, it's the whole. Um, it's what you're saying before about Rimmer believes that everyone shares his aspirations. Similarly, Rimmer believes that everyone else must hate doing exams, and it must be as painful for yeah, everyone else yeah. as it is for him. And it, this is um, a fine example of what was uh, really alluded to in the Backwards book of of rather than uh, Lister being the one who's dragged Rimmer down over the years, yeah. it's most definitely Rimmer who's dragged Lister down since yeah. they've met, and here he is trying to drag him down. 
um, when he's on the brink of uh, you know doing mm. actually achieving the only th- first thing in his life. Even though the only reason that he's doing yeah, yeah. it is to yeah. just bite him. Yeah, yeah, well, absolutely. Crack but his it, it, no matter what his motivations, he is so close to actually uh, becoming something. <laughs> <laughs> so here we go trying to do emotional manipulation doesn't really work when you're in it well no <laughs> and he just the way he just turns back on him in an absolute I instant know, brilliant I mean look at the acting it's just shining like his watch shining a bit in the thing <laughs> <laughs> What? He tries. What he manages. Dishwasher bed, he manages anyway. to get about ten seconds of niceness before yeah. he before he cracks. As soon as as soon as Lister speaks, <laughs> basically he just snaps. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, long silence there. Yeah, we've had a few of them. <laughs> Know, well, we're not being sarcastic waiting, about being for the uh, to say. You never learn, do you? Which is uh, I love that bit. <laughs> Lister's attempt. Well, Craig Charles's attempt to do a bad Chris Barry what, impression. Yeah, I was going to say it's not an attempt to do a bad Chris Barry yeah, impression. It's, it's quite do. a good bad uh, Chris <laughs> Barry impression. <laughs> <laughs> and the realization that you're a twat there. <laughs> 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 Did they actually leave this bit in in the remastered as well? No, I think it's all completely cut. Because I I do remember when I remember this from when I was a kid. um, Like, because I don't know when the series one repeat was. I think it was ninety four. Yeah, but it was like I'd I'd got into Dwarf a bit. Yeah, um, sort of through series four and and then you really got it during the repeat. Yeah, well, basically, yeah, I remember. Yeah, I remember sitting down with my dad and watching the series one repeat, and I always remembered that gag about the black card and the black card situation and the conversation. Because it has a proper payoff. Well, exactly, but but I just I always remembered that line specifically. Then when the remasters came out, it was the first chance I'd had to see something. Like it was the first time I saw a lot of series two. Yeah. Um, and it was the first chance I'd had to see the series one like since the repeats. Um, and I just remember being confused I actually thought I'd imagined this scene <laughs> yeah. I knew it was supposed to come from this episode yeah. and I thought I'd been bloody well imagining it so thank you remastered themastered <laughs> themastered I'd have sex with that you have sex with anything that's not true I wouldn't have sex with this pine chest ok yeah you see that shit you up isn't it yeah <laughs> Touche. No, <laughs> oh, she's just flirting here. Yeah, she she <laughs> is she is good here when when she's doing Rimmer. She actually does Rimmer uh, really yeah, well. I think. Yeah, I think so. Um, but but I think everyone will agree that Chris Barry doing Kachansky's walk. Yeah, that is amusing. Um, is oh, it's just hilarious. Well, pack up your pot and off you go. I remember not knowing 
ever I, d- I had no idea what the hell this accent was supposed to be yeah it doesn't sound Scottish to me it sounds but she is Scottish yeah but she's got the yeah. most bizarre Scottish accent she's got a more Scottish accent than Chloe Annett and there's even a bit where <laughs> yeah but she's Chloe from the Gobbles yeah that's still yeah I know but it's posh posh area I mean there's you know, no such thing as posh in Glasgow I was going to say you don't have a strong Liverpoolian accent do you well. and there's people from the Wirral that don't sound like anything like uh, Scousers well but they're people from the Wirral aren't Scousers Close enough. It's on the Mersey. Yeah, but that's yeah, but that's the difference. Yeah, they still have English <laughs> accents. Scottish people should have Scottish accents. You know, no, you shouldn't sound like, you know, well, Southern and posh. Anyway, well, Tom Baker <laughs> is about as Liverpoolian as you're going to get, and he sounds he's ah, uh, but that's because he was an actor from the sixties on. Ah, uh, well, but regional accents were frowned upon by the BBC. Well, well, yeah, it's quite a stark contrast now. If you hear the twats on BBC Three. Uh, continuity indeed but I mean no I mean the the, the new Christine Kachansky she was she spent a whole childhood in AR surrounded by people with happy accents no, but, but yeah. everyone was actors no, everyone was was famous sort of people from history so alright you, you could, you could, yeah, I'll take I it I can twist anything there we go there's Rimmer with yeah. the breast That pastry looks absolutely. Weird. It looks like he's rolled flies into it. <laughs> <laughs> what would have been better would have been a yes, Arnold. From, uh, yeah. from Ollie there. <laughs> Someone poking a letter yeah. through a slot. Jesus. All of this. Their attempt at a cliffhanger. I know. And you can't watch that without thinking of the smeg up. Yeah, the smeg up where. <laughs> you wonder how, if they always meant to freeze it, <laughs> or if the smeg up just thought, oh, I can't be out shooting it. That again. was a hell of a jump, actually. The, the, the man can jump. Yeah. He's uh, constantly high. I know, he's high, yeah. He can get so high. It's, it's, it's unbelievable. It's amazing how you high he can get. I wonder if he has some kind of assistance to make yeah, him more high. Yeah, um, Anyway, I'll. I'll like, lie, may, I'll maybe a crack expert at jumping. Indeed. Yeah. yeah. Don't worry, I'll, I'll, I'll libel. Or is it slander when it's spoken? I'll, I'll, yeah. Lawyers will be on to I don't know. Either way, it's, it's probably illegal. Indeed. Uh, so that was Balance of Power, uh, an excellent episode. Yeah, fantastic. Uh, done absolutely zero justice whatsoever by an absolutely awful commentary. Uh, so <laughs> thanks for listening. I was going to say, we're on the 9th now. I think we're kind of running out. Well, we're yeah. not. Well, anyway. Yes. Bye. Bye. <laughs> you have been listening to Dwarf Casts. Brought to you by Ganymede and Titan at www.ganymede.tv.